please join me in welcoming a new sponsor to Another Mother Runner, JennyKane.com. Create the space you'll never want to leave and get 15% off your first order. Go to J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com and use our code AMR at checkout. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins and powders conveniently to your door every month. For 50% off your first Care Of order, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code AMR50. Get the support you need from our partner Handful, the maker of our favorite sports bras. Choose from seven styles of bras in an array of colors. Save 15% at Handful.com with promo code HandfulAMR15. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Liz Waterstrot. Hello, Liz. Hi, Sarah. Well, um, gosh, I took uh, a day off because it was MLK Day. And um, typically I just work on um, holidays, except for the really, you know, I don't know, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, so, but mainly I want to take the day off because I want to play two solid hours of pickleball on Monday morning from 10 to <laughs> noon. <laughs> pickleball? Pickleball. It's my new obsession. It's, it's the whole, it's the rage everywhere. It is. It is. Unfortunately, though, Portland has really, really lousy courts, very few courts. Um, I mean, there's a couple revamped tennis courts, but those are kind of tougher to play on. Like um, the, the lines aren't, everything's not painted the right way and there's temporary nets. And so anyway, so I drive about 20, 25 minutes to get to proper pickleball courts in a suburb called Lake Oswego. And so I went down there on, on Monday played from 10 to noon and it's just very round robin -y, just kind of, you just play with whoever. So anyway, so I ended up playing with a bunch of uh, gentlemen who were, I don't know, late fifties into their sixties. And, um, I just have to say, I really don't appreciate unsolicited advice from that, uh, segment of the population. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Maybe they were just coaching you up. Uh, well, but one of them was one of my opponents, which is not done. Um, and it just was deliver The delivery of it was so not kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that is, that is generational. I think there's, it truly is. There it is quite is. a bit. I mean, I remember being pregnant at the gym, lifting weights and a man in that age group told me if I wasn't careful, I would give birth right there. <laughs> and I thought to myself, if I was lucky, I would give birth right here, right now. <laughs> and I would just end this. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of mansplaining and things oh, they need to share. At exactly. Their age. Uh, I don't know. Can there just be like a general mass memo that go goes out to older white men to just keep it to themselves? Uh, that, that, that would be difficult. Oh, uh, yeah. there's, there's so many examples of that not happening. So <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what though, did that's one of those moments where I feel like you need to have a comeback. You need to have something oh, yes. really witty to say. Mm -hmm. Well, so I, I of course formulated it afterward because also then another, so the guy who gave me the unsolicited advice was this guy, Mark, and I was partners with this guy, David and David. And so we kind of would switch partners and stuff. So at one point, David was 
think on the other side and um, I definitely am working on my serve and, and he has an, David has an exceptionally good serve. And um, so anyway, so my serve went long, which I was not the only person who hit a serve out of bounds that day. And he snickered at me and I said, Oh no, no, no. You don't laugh at me. And he like kind of chuckled again. I said, no, I'm serious. Like, and so, and then he did it again. And I was like, David, you got to stop that. So anyway, what I realized though, later, I wish I had said was, you know, given that I've only been playing for two months, you know, I really, something, something, something. Cause these are guys that have been playing for a long time. They play numerous times a week. I play once a week and I've played it for two months and I was holding my own. And, you know, depending on who my partner was, we were winning some games. So it's not like I was some charity case out there. So I don't know. I, just, I, I think okay. in those situations, you just need to kill them with kindness. It, <laughs> oh, it, it, that's not my MO at all. It, but it's, it's almost like you have to do the opposite thing that you think you should do or what's comfortable to you because it's, you know, I had a, a similar experience and again, it was at the gym and this was recently and I was going between machines doing my sets uh-huh. and I'm on this big machine called the ISO row. It's like a big back row machine. And I go walk away to go into the corner of the gym to do some hip thrusts. <laughs> and this man in that particular age group says to me, you going to rack your weights before you leave? And I look at him like, oh no, you didn't. You did not. You are messing with the wrong delicate flower today in the weight room. And I said to him, I said, well, thank you, but I'm not done with my sets. And when I'm done, I will definitely put them away. And he goes, well, you know, yeah, a lot of people just walk out of the weight room. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I mumble to myself, why don't you just keep your eyes on your own workout? And I think he heard me. And And so then, you know, I just kept going back and forth and I made it a point to put my weights away very loudly. And then I walk out of the weight area and he walks up to me and he goes, you're really cute. I really appreciate your comments. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. I knew you would. So anyway. um, Oh my gosh. I can't believe you said you're cute. Yeah. He said I'm cute, but I think he meant it in sort of a cheeky like. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I gotcha. So then I went, I did go to the front desk. I did complain about, I did complain to him. And then I'm there one week later. And of course he's there. Right. (laughs) And I'm on the same machine and he comes up to me and he goes, don't worry about racking your weights when you're done. I'll get them. I just walked away, you know, Oh, I, like I said my piece to you. Thank you, kind sir, for helping me. Yeah. Oh, I'm such a so. damsel in distress. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I did then um, definitely make a point to lavish praise on those two guys <laughs> when they would. I'd be like, ah, oh, great serve, David. Oh, that was such a good shot. Nice get, <laughs> Mark. You know, all that stuff. And. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I did when I was receiving serve from David, I did this when we were starting a new game. I was like, wow, I'm so excited to get to hit, you know, against <laughs> David and return his serve. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know that you'll ever win against that group, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just annoying AF. I'm just going to leave it with that though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
So, all right. Well, that um, does not at all lead into our conversation today. We're talking to two women um, about deep water running, also known as aqua jogging or water running. So it's typically done by injured runners, but not exclusively. We're going to be talking to two women, both named Jennifer, who've had amazing results personally with deep water running. And the first Jennifer took what she discovered personally and founded Fluid Running, a water running workout system. Coach Liz and I will dive into this conversation after this break. Stay with us. I'm a creature of habit. Once I find something that works, I stick with it. After taking my first run in a handful Wyback bra, I knew immediately I'd found my new favorite running bra. No more constant underboob chafing or struggling to strip off a sweaty sports bra. Handful's Wyback bra has a wide band and straps for secure, chafe-free support. The Wyback design keeps the straps securely in place, yet allow me to easily pull the bra off over my head post-run. Like all handful bras, the Wyback is made from smooth, quick-dry fabric and has removable pads, which give me welcome modesty because since breastfeeding all three of my kiddos, I have permanent high beams. Overshare? According to the handful site, the Wyback is made for C and D cups, but my B cup boobs are happy, happy, happy in it. So after about two weeks of running exclusively in that first handful Wyback bra, I was all in. I recycled all my other sports bras and got two more Wybacks. I now have it in five, or is it six, of the 12 colors Handful makes. Follow my lead and fall in love with Handful bras. Save 15% at handful.com with promo code HANDFULAMR15. Again, that 15% code is HANDFULAMR15 at handful.com. Handful. AMR15 at handful.com. With three young kids and working from home, I am always looking for ways to make our space feel updated, fresh, and comfortable. Luckily, I discovered Jenny Kane Home with everything you need to make your home your dream home. From timeless furniture to elevated accents, Jenny Kane Home has something for every room, style, and sensibility. JennyKane.com is sponsoring another mother runner, and they are offering you 15% off your first order when you use code AMR at checkout. Now, I just found the perfect pillows to add a pop of that effortless. California feeling Jenny Kane is known for. High quality, soft, and just the right color to add a light and airy feeling to our sofa. And speaking of the sofa, I'm so impressed with the pillows that I've got my eye on the Harbor Sofa and Sectional in natural linen, of course. Comfortable, inviting, and minimalist, the Harbor Sofa and Sectional are designed to make you instantly feel at home. Jenny Hincomb creates California-inspired classics for any room or mood. Grounded in natural textures and inviting neutrals, these are the pieces you'll love coming home to. Create the space you'll never want to leave at JennyKane.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use code AMR at checkout. That's 15% off your first order. J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code AMR. Care-of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins and powders conveniently to your door every month. I love the customization of Care-of products. Care-of has a five-minute online quiz that's like getting a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist, all from the comfort and ease of your home. Answer questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. Care-of allows your vitamin routine to be personal, easy, effective, and constantly evolving. You have the choice to follow Care-of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. Me, I like taking expert advice, so I stick with what the fun quiz recommended, like vitamin D, which is so key to supplement during gray Pacific Northwest winters, and omega-3 fatty acids, vegan sourced, to promote heart health. 
Every morning after brushing my teeth, I rip open one of the cute care of packages with my daily dose of personalized vitamins and minerals and quickly down them with water. I enjoy reading the little message on each packet. Like this morning, it was stop and smell the flowers. Literally, today, stop and smell an actual flower. For 50% off when you place your first care of order, visit takecareof.com and use promo code AMR50. That's 50% off your first care of order when you go to takecareof.com and enter AMR50 at checkout. Takecareof.com, code AMR50. Our first guest is Jennifer Conroyd, the founder of Fluid Running, a water running workout system, an ACE certified personal trainer and a USA track and field certified running coach based in LaGrange, Illinois, not too far from where Liz is. Jennifer created Fluid Running after getting injured training for the Chicago Marathon. And get this, all she did was run in the deep end of the pool for the final six weeks of her training cycle. And not only did Jennifer finish, but she ran fast enough to qualify for Boston. So, wow, wow, wow. Here's that impressive um, water runner, Jennifer. Thanks for joining us. Oh, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So Jennifer, tell us a little bit about your athletic background before you got into those marathons. Um, not an exciting story. I wasn't much of an athlete. I was very, um, I, I don't know, I feel like I was just kind of average in everything I did growing up, but I was an average swimmer in, in, in high school, you know, never made more than conference or whatever. So I wasn't really, um, to be, I was active. I mean, I was active, but I wouldn't say athletic at all. Um, and I didn't start running until my thirties. So mm. Hmm. Well, and I'd like to say if I swam at that level, I would think I was athletic. So I, I think you need to give yourself more credit. <laughs> um, so, okay. So before we jump more into your background and fluid running, you need to tell us a bit about um, hopping into the Chicago triathlon. Um, it's this past summer, or oh. maybe it was the fall and how that race shaped up for you. Oh, funny. That's funny. You ask. Um, so I haven't, I just, I just haven't done a race in years. I just, you know, fell out of it. COVID. I just couldn't get the motivation couldn't get my mojo back. And honestly, a girlfriend of mine signed up for something. She signed up for, <clears throat> excuse me, a half marathon. And, uh, it just motivated me. I'm like, I gotta do something. So it was like, I honestly, I think it was the Friday before the triathlon, which was the following <laughs> Sunday, like nine days in advance or whatever. Uh-huh. I looked at the forecast and it said it was be like 75 degrees or something. I'm like, ah, I can do the sprint, like piece of cake. You know, I hadn't been running a ton, but a little bit of swimming, a little bit of running and, you know, some Peloton, whatever. I'm like, I can do the sprint. So I signed up, um, not, you know, obviously not really training for it. Um, and lo and behold, I think it was 90 some odd God awful degrees the day of the triathlon. <laughs> so, uh, that didn't work out so well, but I did it. Um, and it was fun. I, it, it was fun. It was, um, I actually ended up placing second in my, in my age group. So that was kind of, kind of a bonus, but yeah, it was fun. Just like I said, very last minute, um, and, uh, a little hotter than I expected, but I did it and I like it. Now I'm excited. I haven't figured out what races I'm doing yet this year, but definitely going to. Nice. 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 Uh, what about your professional background? So my professional background, I, um, gosh, going back to, I, um, when I graduated college, I went to uh, Miami university in Ohio. <gasps> Me too. Me too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't hear that a whole lot. I always have to you know, qualify the, the right. Ohio, as you know, not in Florida, the <laughs> other yeah, Miami, so I, graduated, I graduated Miami. Um, I always wanted to be in advertising. So that's what I did. Um, uh, moved out to New York city. And then it's kind of funny actually, because my entire 
professional career prior to getting into health and fitness was in fast food marketing. I just kind of got pigeonholed <laughs> in fast food marketing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't touch this stuff now, but my first job was with the agency on Domino's Pizza. Then I went to the agency on Kentucky Fried Chicken. Then I went to the agency for McDonald's. So it's kind of funny. That was my... <laughs> now, now, <laughs> like you're, now you're undoing all the damage I know, that you did I know. to those people. <laughs> it's, it, it's funny that like my whole professional career was fast food marketing. So... <laughs> And then you got the, but then you switched into health and fitness. Yeah, I had, um, I had three, I had three, three little boys at the time, really young, like, you know, one, two and four kind of a thing. And, uh, it, it was finding daycare more expensive than, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> than my salary practically. So, um, I ended up staying home for a while, being a stay at home mom for a little while. And then, um, you know, when it kind of, when it came time to go back to work, I was like, gosh, that really just doesn't interest me. And in the meantime, you know, I had started running and kind of just fell in love with fitness and, you know, one, you know, one certification led to another, to another, and, uh, just decided to follow the the health and fitness path where I've been ever since. Wow. Wow. All right. So we got to hear your story about getting injured six weeks prior injured six weeks prior to Chicago, you know, for, yeah. for many runners, that would be a nail in the coffin for that race. Yeah. And, and I was, uh, so little backstory, I was actually, it was such, I would say it was, it was the most important marathon of all my marathons mm. because my whole, all my siblings, all five of us were coming into Chicago. We were doing it um, in honor of my nephew who had been diagnosed at a very young age with uh, juvenile diabetes. And uh, we were team 10, 10, 10 for Ben. That's his name. We had raised $10,000. Mm. I was basically team captain because everyone was coming into Chicago. Chicago. My, we're literally California to Maine. And then six weeks before I tore my calf muscle and it was one of those, like the second I did it, I knew it was bad. I was hopping. I was crying, you know? And so my doctor's like, you can't run. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I've got to run this bad. So I did the old Google search. Like, how do you stay in running shape when you can't run? I'll never forget. That's exactly what I put in. How do you stay in running shape when you can't run? And I couldn't do a lot of things. I mean, elliptical hurt, but everything hurt. Mm -hmm. Came across aqua jogging, deep water running, article after article after article video. And I finally came across an article written by an elite running coach. Um, and it was like how to stay in shape for six weeks. And I looked at it and the longest run was like an hour, 10 minutes. And anyway, I ended up emailing the author and I said, God, I wish I could talk to you because I've, I've got, you know, I've got to run, I've got to run a marathon. <laughs> so he said, Jennifer, trust me, I'll get you this marathon in the water. And we, you know, we worked out an, a, an arrangement and, um, he ended up coaching me for the last six weeks, gave me all my, all of my workouts. And they included, you know, kind of similar to what I was, would have been doing on land from track to tempos to long. I always say I did my 20 miler, wow. uh, in the deep water. And, uh, you know, as well as when I got to the starting line, it was like, Oh, so help me God, if this works, so help me God. And, um, you know, not having run for six weeks, I kept waiting, hit the wall, hit the wall. And I never did. It was a hot day too. that, that year mm. it was the 2010 marathon. It, again, mm. it was like an 85 degree day, but I felt strong and, um, yeah, across that finish line. And like I said, not only, like, I, not only did I finish it, but I qualified for Boston. So I, w- I was maybe 10 minutes off my PR and I PR'd on a very cool day and it was a hot day. So I, I don't know if I would have had the right temperature, I wouldn't be surprised if I was able to, if I would run close to, or maybe better than my best. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. How did you get into developing your company fluid running? Yeah. So, you know, across the finish line, and honestly, I would say it was just like my aha moment. I was like, I was like, Oh my God, why is not every, you know, every runner, certainly every injured runner doing this. Like here, I was able to not just stay in running shape, but marathon running shape, Boston marathon qualifying running shape by running in the water. So 
I immediately contact my coach. I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. How do I become certified in this? Um, and he said, that's, you know, really hasn't, you know, aqua jogging just really hasn't taken off in the United States. It's very big in Australia. It's big in Canada. I Googled those two countries, <laughs> found a cert up in Canada. I went there a couple of times and then I just came back to my local park district and I said, you know, could I do, you know, could I start doing some coaching here? Some one-on-one, you know, uh, water running coaching. And I said, sure. Mm. So I started doing that and then people were noticing what I was doing and that's really cool and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, someone said, you should start a class. So then I went to the park district. I said, could I start a group class? And um, I just thought about how I could take, you know, this, this, this form of exercise running and, 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 and turn it into, you know, an interval based, interesting workout that keeps people motivated. And so I came up with a, you know, I created a class and then I think my first class was eight people and, and then it just continually um, grew from there to the point that um, I had more classes than I could teach. I ended up creating my own uh, certification and ended up certifying a number of instructors. And now we have um, you know, a strong group class program here in the Western suburbs of Chicago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I read that you said working out should be challenging, but shouldn't hurt your body. So how, how did you implement kind of that ethos into fluid running? Well, you know, it's just, well, first of all, I mean, when you're doing fluid running, when you're doing deep water running, if you're doing it properly, um, it's an amazing workout. Like you can have your heart rate, depending on your age at, you know, 160 and your, your muscles are fine. Your legs are fine. Your cores, your arm, everything's working and nothing hurts. You know, mm -hmm. see, it's like, you're doing this amazing workout while you're essentially floating in, in the deep water. So, um, it's, it's almost, it's like, it's almost like it's, it's too good to be true. And it just, after doing it for so long, I'm like, you just, you just go, why, why put myself through that pain when I can, you know, work out in this, you know, non-impact, uh, you know, comfortable, it's crazy to say it is comfortable yet. You're working really hard. You're actually perspiring your face and your, and your heart rates up, um, but you're not hurting. So, mm. yeah. you know, as a coach, I'm really intrigued by this, uh, and, and I've used it before. I was coaching a woman who was training for the Ironman world championship in Kona. And she came up with a, a run injury, probably about eight weeks prior to the event. So we did six weeks of water running. We have an open water venue here. She would get in there, do her running around, you know, had her like MP3 player headphones on yeah. to make it more tolerable. Yes. Uh, and surely, you know, we also increased her bike volume and some swim volume, but she ended up going on to be third in her age group at Kona, which is no easy. Wow. Easy, um, yeah. And so, you know, I'm sold on, on it. Um, but the coach in me wonders if you've looked into the science behind it and, and what makes it work or how does it work? Well, first of all, the reason it works again, if you do it properly in the way that we, we, we teach it, instruct it with fluid running, I mean, we have, you know, we have a whole app based, uh, you know, do it yourself system, but the way we teach it is mimicking land running form. So if you go and you Google aqua jogging or deep water running, you'll see a lot of these videos of people pulling their knees all the way up to their chest. And I always say, well, who the heck runs like that? So <laughs> the way we teach it, we mimic land running form. So if you're, if you're mimicking land running form, then you get, you're getting the same benefit as if you were running on land from the biomechanical muscular, right? So if you're, if you're mimicking the form, um, and you're actually getting a, you know, a better workout because you're pushing and pulling your arms and legs as they swing back and forth through water, which is 800 times denser than air, um, all without impact, of course. But one of the, you know, kind of really cool aspects of it too, is, is, is the, 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 um, 
cardiac benefit you get from it. So when you're in the deep water, and this is really interesting point because I think there's several reasons why people don't do it, boring being one, but um, I, I, athletes will get in and they'll be, they'll be running in the water and they'll go, oh gosh, my heart rate's only 120 or something like that. When you're vertical in the deep water, the hydrostatic pressure, I said, kind of think of it like a, a tube of toothpaste pushing <laughs> everything upward. Well, it pushes the blood up to your heart, more blood up to your heart too. So your heart actually pumps out more blood per beat than if you were running on land at the same intensity, but it's, hmm. it's lower. So let me just finish this real quick. So I always use this analogy when you're running on land, your heart rate's going boom, 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 boom in the water, because all that extra blood is being pumped out with each, each heartbeat, your heart rate is actually lower, which is actually what they consider kind of like the, the, you know, best efficiency of your heart, where your, you know, uh, stroke volume and your cardiac output is higher, yet your heart rate is lower. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I like that, uh, uh, analogy to the yeah. to, and to it's, face tube. Yeah. And it's legs and then with, you know, it's legs, it's arms and it's core. I mean, running, let's face it, it's cardio obviously and legs for the most part, but when you're in the deep water, if you're working hard enough, it's legs, it's cardio, but it's also core to stay upright. The, you know, again, the way we teach it, you've got a flotation belt around your shoulders are back. You're trying to stay nice upright. So your core is engaged the whole time. And I say all of your upper body stabilizer muscles are engaged, you know, the ones that keep you upright when you're tired at the end of a, of a marathon, um, but also arms, like your arms are swinging in this like kind of pendulum swing through the water, which is 800 times dense. So you actually get a really amazing arm workout as mm. well. You're selling me on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like formulating like, where can I go to do this? <laughs> um, so you, you alluded to it um, and we have to, you know, address the elephant in the room that, that a lot of people hear, you know, the phrase aqua jogging and they immediately think mind numbingly boring. Oh. Yeah. Or, you know, kind of one step up from aqua aerobics. I know. I no know. disrespect to aqua aerobics. No, <laughs> I, I, Hey, listen, I, I, you know, I'm all about anyone that exercises at any age, whatever. Yay. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's funny cause I'll even have people that know what I do, you know, or and I'll, I'll mention, you know, my company from they're like, Oh yeah, my, my grandma does that in Florida. <laughs> it's like, no, she doesn't. She doesn't float ready. Um, yeah. So it is boring. I, I will tell you. I mean, I'm, I, I think it's actually, I think it can be worse than the treadmill, but you've got to come armed. So, you know, I didn't kind of finish the fluid running story. So I, we, you know, I, I created these group classes and then I started getting emails I, literally from around the world. I think people doing what I do where they found deep water running, found fluid running. They would say, you know, how, you know, do you have this here in you know California? Do you have it in New York? Do you have it in Australia? Whatever. So, um, I actually work at a co-working space and I was talking with one of the co-workers about trying to build the class business and kind of the frustration about expanding it. And um, he's my partner now, Mike, and he came up to me with this idea. He says, well, what if, why don't you take the fluid running classes and be able to deliver it individually to, to the user? So we developed an app-based system, which takes the boredom out of it, you know, so the, we, we've created workouts. So when you get in the water, you know, you've got coach coaching you through intervals, doing heart rate checks, and just keeping it very engaging. Mm -hmm. But without the fluid running system, I always suggest that to make it not so boring, number one, come with a workout. Don't just show up and say, I'm going to aqua jog today. It'll be so boring. Mm -hmm. You know, put a, put a workout in, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, a Ziploc and says, I'm going to run at, you know, this intensity for three minutes. I'm gonna take a 30 second break. And then, you know, so that you're following something, bring music, bring a friend, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, when I did my training at that time, you know, fluid running didn't exist. So I was just kind of doing, you know, just running by myself a lot. But I remember for those 30, 20 milers, 
I got a couple of friends that would come and jump in and do an hour of it with me or something. Cause it, it can be really boring. And again, that's why the, why fluid running was created to take the, the boring out of it. But um, those are some love, helpful tips. I love that you have a friend meet you rather than to yeah. be like, yeah, meet me at Prescott in 22nd. You're like, yeah, 10 o'clock deep end. I'll be there. <laughs> right. Lisa, you're at 10 and Sarah, you're at uh, 1130. Yeah. I'll take you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think a lot of people have this misconception that it's fluid running is only for injured runners. And, you know, in, in reading over the years, I've even noticed that some professional runners do this as a supplement to their normal training. Have, have any professional runners reached out to you or any experience with that? Yeah. Um, quite a bit actually. Um, um, and actually if you, um, we've got featured on our Food running website, Vanessa Frazier. I don't know if you know her, but she um, she was she went to the Olympic trials in the five thousand this year. Um, ben Hoffman's used it. We've had quite a few yeah. professional um, and you know elite runners that use it. So I always say they're, they're, they're the smart ones. Those they know how beneficial it is. But um, yeah, we've had lot. I mean, lots uh, from triathletes to runners um, that have used it. And we have so many success stories. I mean, crazy, crazy success success stories of, you know, similar to me, not only, um, it getting athletes that were injured to the finish line, but, you know, often having their, their best race ever. Wow. That's wow. Great. So, so you mentioned that, that, um, people in, who do fluid running do wear that aqua belt kind of, it's typically blue. It's, um, almost looks kind of like a massive padded back brace. I um, know. I wish we could make it like sexier, but <laughs> right. I think that's impossible. <laughs> um, but, um, so give a detail more about like, um, you know, like a hill workout. Okay. So there wouldn't be, there's no hills and pools that, I, you know, I mean, yes, if I could weight myself and go up the ramp, you know, between the deep end and the shallow end, but other than that, there's, you know, no inclines and pools. <laughs> um, so, I mean, how, how do you add variety? Okay. Well, so the, the fluid running workouts that, that we have developed, actually, we actually mix in other movements besides running that mm -hmm. honestly, some of them are, are more challenging mm -hmm. again, even when you're, you know, even if you're, you've come to the pool and you say, I'm going to, I'm going to run for this long and I'm going to run for this long and run for this long. It, it can get kind of boring. Um, the fluid running workouts, the way we develop them, we actually throw in other moves that kind of keep it kind of interesting. And, and actually some of the movements are are harder than running, get your heart rate even higher. Like we'll throw in like a cross country ski motion where your long mm. uh, arms are, you know, kind of straight and long legs are straight and long and just all that ad added resistance waters, 800 times denser than air. So then you throw in these long levers, pushing and pulling. So that helps add variety. And then you mentioned the Hills, we actually have a way to do Hills. So, um, the system that, 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 that uh, some of the elements of the fluid running system are the belt you mentioned, but we also include a, what's called a tether. It's kind of like a bungee cord. Oh. Loop it through the back of your belt, and then you hook it to like a lane line. And if you're in a lane line pool, you could put it a ladder. And then we do hills actually, where we say, okay, start to lean forward, you know, shoulders back, belly to spine, lean into it. And then, then I say the only time I have you kind of pull up your knees when you're doing hills, and mm -hmm. pulling on that tether can you know create that feeling of running up a hill. You'd be surprised, oh. and it's hard. It's really hard. So, gotcha. Okay, because because I mean, I sounds like you're a creative person, but I I just look at a deep end of a pool and I think, okay, there's limited number of things you could do. No, I mean you'd yeah. be surprised. I mean, our workouts actually have nine different movements. That we, one one actually, I love this one. It's called running ups. And I'll just share with you how I discovered that one. So you run and then you literally are lifting your body. You're kind of like a cork bobbing up and down. So you turn your legs over super fast. And I always say, I kind of cheat. I push down with my forearms. Uh -huh. We were over at the 
high school pool. With, uh, I was running with a couple of people water running and there was a bulkhead and my son was on the other side playing water polo. And there was all this commotion. And I kept trying to lift my body. I'm like, what are they doing over there? And I kept trying to lift up and down. And after like 10 times trying to peek over the bulkhead to see what they're doing, I come down and my heart rate had jumped like 15 beats per minute. And I was like, oh, I'm adding that one. That's a new move. It's called ups. So yeah. um, you're like a dog trying to see outside exactly. fans like what's going on out there. What's going <laughs> exactly. on? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that, and then, you know, like, like I said, cross country, and then we've got something called cross runner where you're, the legs are doing cross country, but your arms are running. We do cross oh. sprint where your arms are in like the cross country motion, you know, long uh-huh. and your legs are sprinting and, you know, we'll take it to a flutter kick. Sometimes we deconstruct the run stride and we'll go arms only, and then we'll go legs only, and then we'll put it all together. So being very, cognizant that even with it being coached in music, it can still be boring. So, mm-hmm. um, we do that with the workouts, um, thrown in the Hills, but again, without fluid running, definitely have a workout, definitely have music, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or a friend. Yeah. 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 Well, good talking with you. And, um, if people like me are intrigued, um, want to mention that, uh, you have generously offered a discount code. So, and I'll include that in the show notes, but the coupon code is AMR 25, yes. um, at your website, fluidrunning.com, right? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much, Jennifer. Great talking with you. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Our next Jennifer, I mean guest, is Jen Gavostis, a mom of five who also lives in the Chicagoland area. I'm feeling left out. I'm the only one who's not. Um, Jen is a certified personal therapist and now teaches fluid running. And while she had done um, fluid running for several years and training for a handful of marathons, um, I would say it's safe to bet that she um, used um, her, her faith in fluid running was cemented when at age 50, she ran Boston Marathon in 343 after, get this, logging just 57 miles on land during her 18-week training cycle. I'll do the math for you. That comes out to about three miles a week and the rest she did in the water. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me on AMR and uh, happy to be here. I love your podcast. So I'm excited to talk about fluid running. Thank you. Jen, that's an impressive result you had there. So tell us more about your running background. Uh, So I started running when I was in junior high um, and throughout high school, but I was not a part of any cross country or track teams. I was a dancer um, who just liked to run kind of for fun. Um, And then I continued to run through college, did a few 5Ks here and there, a half marathon, a couple 10Ks. Um, didn't take it too seriously. It was just about getting out there and, you know, releasing some tension and getting some good exercise. Um, and it wasn't until after I had my kids that I started getting into racing and it was my sister-in-law. I have to credit her for getting me back in the racing mode. Um, she encouraged me to do a half marathon and then that led to my first full marathon and continued from there. So, um, yeah, that's been my racing history in a nutshell. And I've done four marathons since. So nice. Nice. Well, I love that both you and Jennifer both took up running as mothers. So, um, that's a nice similarity there. Um, so, okay. So it looks like your, um, injury leading up to Boston was the dreaded plantar fasciitis. I've had it twice. So I, um, that can remember your pain. Um, yes. and so did you think your chances of running Boston were over when, when you had that flare up? 
You know, it started on the first day of that first week of training. So I was a little, a little upset, but I thought, well, I got like 18 weeks because it was an 18 week training plan. Um, but it just never went away. The heel pain was so excruciating. And every time I thought it was a little bit better, I'd get back out there and it would flare up again, or I'd push through it. And then something else in my foot would hurt because I'd be compensating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I had fluid running um, in my pocket. I had been in the water doing the miles all along. Um, and I had used fluid running in my training before, but I had never had my injury begin so early on in the training mm-hmm. and just stay with me the entire, you know, four plus months. Mm-hmm. So I was a little concerned. I'm like, I've done almost no land mileage. How is this going to go? Um so, yeah, I was a little concerned about that, but um, kept going to Jen and she's like, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And it ended up being amazing. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so what, great. It was a great run. So what are some of the workouts that you did in preparation for the run? In the water? Yes. Um, so even prior to Boston, when I was training for my other three marathons, I was using fluid running for those training periods as well. So I have always done all of my speed work in the water. I've never gone to a track to do 200, 400, 800. I do all of those in the water. Um, Just less impact, um, less chance of injury, um, taking those speed works in the water. Um, Tempo runs, I do a lot of those in the water. And then um, the long runs, when I couldn't do them on land, I was doing those in the water as well. So basically just taking all of that training that you would do on land and transferring it into the water. So your speed work once a week, tempo runs, if that's in your plan for that week, the easy runs, and then the long runs. So they were all being done just in the pool. Wow. And when you were doing the workouts, were you doing them based off of a heart rate or just going off of perceived exertion? Yeah, I I was doing them based off of heart rate, a little bit of both. So I would do, um, you know, check my heart rate, make sure I was in, you know, roughly that area that I would be running at that um, distance or that exertion on land. So just basing it off of my time on land versus what my heart rate, average heart rate would be on land for that particular run. So yes, I was looking at that and comparing the two and trying to, you know, keep it about the same. Yeah. And that's really interesting that you are able to get your heart rate up just like you do on land. That's really reassuring and probably why it transfers so well. Yeah, for sure. And your heart rate is lower when you're in running in the water because of the hydrostatic pressure. So you do add the 10 to 15 beats, depending on what intensity mm-hmm. you're running at in the water. If you're running like a sprint, you'll add 15 beats. If you're just running an easy run, you would only add 10 beats if you were running at that lower intensity. So you're assimilating it with that 10 to, 10 to 15 extra beats. Got it. So, so going back a little, I'm intrigued that you say you've, you've always done your speed workouts in the water that you've never been to the track. I mean, what, what led you there in the first place? I mean, that that's a big leap of faith. Well, for my first, when I was training for my very first marathon is when I first discovered fluid running, I was injured 
um, long history of injuries, although I know many, many runners have them. Um, I injured my hip flexor probably about two months, maybe even three months prior to the race. And I was in physical therapy and it was the therapist uh, here locally that said, you know, you might want to give this a try fluid running. It might help you. Um, and I was reluctant. I'm like, yeah, what it, you know, I didn't know what it was. And the first time I got in the water, I'm like, this is incredible. This is an incredible workout. I'm getting my heart rate up. Um, I feel great. I feel like I'm running just without the impact. Um, I'm going to keep going with this. So I just decided I, I was not going to, once I got better, once I started to heal and could take those runs out on land, I was not going to attempt to do any kind of um, speed work on land. First of all, you can be a little bit more efficient in water because of the hydrostatic pressure. Your heart rate comes down quicker in between sets. So you can actually do a little bit more in the same period of time, which is always helpful when you're a mom, being a little <laughs> bit more efficient. Yeah. And um, your heart rate is lower when you're in the water. So you're not exerting as much strain on your heart when you're running in the water. It's, um, it's a great training benefit for running in the water. And then also you don't have that impact mm -hmm. um, that you would have running on land and especially doing those speed workouts. Mm -hmm. But does it bum you out that there's that added barrier of having to get to a pool rather than just being able to head out your back door and, you know, you're good to go. You know, sometimes if I can't run at all on land, then it is a little like, oh, I wish I could just run out the door. Um, but I'm thankful that I have a pool that's like five minutes away. It's super easy, quick drive over there. And there's easy access to, they have a well that's actually just devoted to fluid runners pretty much, unless the swim wow. team's in there. Wow. So okay. yeah, I'm blessed to have that like just a couple minutes away. Mm -hmm. as well. So it's, it's not too difficult to get to the pool or to get pool time for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so then it, uh, it sounds like you showed up at Hopkinton, you know, pretty confident, but, but what was going through your mind as you stood on that starting, you know, at the starting corral as you thought, okay, this is it. I'm going to run into Boston. <laughs> like, was there a, what yeah. am I doing here? I barely logged a miles or were you confident and feeling ready? I was, I think the couple of days before when I got to Boston, I was a little nervous because you see all these runners um, doing these easy miles the couple of days before. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to chance it. And I wish mm -hmm. I could get out there and just put in a couple of miles just to kind of just a shake off run mm -hmm. um, prior. So I was a little like envious and a little like, oh, everybody here has put in way more mileage than me. They're better runners and faster runners. But once the race day came, I was just so excited and happy to be there that I don't think I quit smiling the entire time. I was just, it was, <laughs> you know, it was supposed to be Boston 2020, which didn't happen twice. Mm -hmm. And then it, you know, didn't get rescheduled for spring of 2021. And then finally it, it was able to happen. So I think I just felt so grateful that moment that it was actually happening. I'm like, whatever happens, I'm just going to enjoy the day and enjoy mm -hmm. the moment mm -hmm. and enjoy the miles. And, mm -hmm. and it was such a beautiful day. And if there's so much crowd support out there, you can't help but smile when you're running. Yeah. Um, Boston's course for sure. Nice. So what would you tell deep water running skeptics who are listening today? 
I would say give it a try. I, I honestly feel that all runners should be doing at least one of their um, weekly training sessions in the water as a part of their weekly training program. I just think it helps with your form. You're not worried about that impact as you come down on that, you know, either foot. So you can focus a little bit more on your form. Um, it's great resistance training. So you're getting a little bit of added strength training while you're in there, as well as engaging your core a little bit more. Um, like I said, you can be a little bit more efficient with your speed work because you can recover faster in between sets. So I just think, I think all runners really should give it a try and not just one time in the water, because sometimes for some people, it's a little bit of a coordination learning curve because mm -hmm. it's kind of a weird thing to be floating and suspended in water and then doing that running stride. So if there's a slight learning curve for some, not for all, some people just jump in and they've got it right away. Um, but give it a couple of tries. And once you've got that form down, you can really work hard in the water. It's, uh, you know, my face is like sweating when I'm working out in the water. Once I adjust to the temperature of the water, my face is sweating. So mm -hmm. I, I would say absolutely give it a try and continue on with it throughout your, whatever you're training for. And you'll be surprised that you'll be um, a faster, stronger runner for it. Nice. And you will have spared your joints. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So Jen, thanks to Instagram. We know you're running Boston again this year. Um, how yeah. is your, how's your training going so far and, and have, is the plantar fasciitis now totally gone? <laughs> um, training is going pretty well. It's still mostly in the pool because I'm struggling with it. The, the, the one foot is that was bothering me before Boston is all healed and well. Mm -hmm. And now the other foot's giving me a little trouble. So I'm trying to be proactive uh -huh. and not um, go too hard on land right now. I'm going to let it heal a little bit, just mm -hmm. do a little bit of land running and mostly be in the water for the miles for right now. And then hopefully progressively I'll add some more land miles mm -hmm. as it gets a little bit closer to race day. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I, I guess I neglected to ask at the end of Boston, you know, at that finish line on Boylston, I mean, how did your afflicted foot feel? The the afflicted foot felt fine. Oh. Yeah, it actually I had no trouble with it at all. I mean, I was in general sore from all those hills, but um, <laughs> yeah, nothing. I didn't wow. have any trouble that I had had previously. It was and it was healing. I could tell those weeks leading up to the race that it was feeling better. Mm -hmm. um, that probably gave me confidence too at the start line that I'm like, okay, I, I think my foot's going to cooperate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that was feeling better in Boston, after Boston, and then the other foot started to give me trouble. Yeah. That just, uh, darn plantar fasciitis just oh, like so pesky. with you. It sure yeah, does. It I really mean. is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah. Well, we wish you all the best in this training cycle and, and uh, you know, hopefully um, mid-April uh, – <laughs> you will be out there in Boston again. So thanks so much for uh, sharing your story with us, Jen. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. And thank you, Liz. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, I'm thinking maybe I need to um, uh, be running in water instead of swimming the next time I hit up a pool. Um, so uh, again, I will list that discount code in the show notes. Uh, 
please follow Another Mother Runner on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we love uh, the community. We love having you part of it. And uh, you also get to know all the great deals and um, get advice and get motivation, get a kick out the door when you need it. Um, so on Facebook, we are Another Mother Runner. Hopefully that's easy to remember. And then on Instagram, we are at the mother runner again at the mother runner. So please join us in both those places. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from sounds like pictures, many happy miles. Mm-hmm.